Good morning. morning. And welcome to morning prayers. Today's service will begin with a responsive reading from the Black Appleton Psalter book, Psalm number 33, found on page 17. Please stand as you are able as we read responsively by whole verse. Sing forth, O you righteous, to the Lord. It is fit that the upright acclaim him. Sing him a new song. Play sweetly with shouts of joy. He loves what is right and just. The earth is full of the Lord's faithful care. up the ocean waters like a mound, stores the deep in vaults. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world pray. For he spoke, and it was. He commanded, and it endured. The Lord frustrates the plans of the nations, brings to love what the Lord plans endures forever. What he designs for ages on end.
Good morning. morning. A reading from the Gospel of Luke. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbour as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. It's a rainy day in November 2001, and I'm being taken on a tour of a place called Easter House on the outskirts of the city of Glasgow in Scotland. This is an area of mass unemployment, known for having one of the worst levels of life expectancy in Britain. For the last 10 years, I'd lived and worked just over an hour away. I'd been running a successful business and living a life of great privilege. But I had never chosen to come to a place like this before. As we drove down the street, we passed derelict apartment buildings with boarded up windows and doors covered in ugly graffiti. We turned a corner and a large brick building loomed in front of us, surrounded by barbed wire and with broken concrete slabs with weeds poking through. The building itself was partly burned down It was blackened and scarred, with rooms open to the elements. And I asked my companion if it had been the local prison. There was a moment of silence, and then he turned to me, and he said, no, this is the local high school. There had been an arson attack, but there was simply nowhere else for the children to go. I vividly remember the tears that ran down my face that day as I thought of my young children in their cosy, warm classroom, surrounded by green fields and yet only an hour away. How could children have to live like this? How had I failed to notice the lives of my neighbours? This was my turning point, the moment that shook me out of my complacency and the spark that lit a fire inside me. I left my business to work on social justice issues and to begin a journey of self-discovery and what I hope to be radical empathy that continues here at Harvard Divinity School. I pray that you've all felt that kind of spark. But as I look around the wider Harvard community, I'm increasingly aware that it is very rare for people to choose to really see who their neighbour is or to face the truth of our world today. I've attended classes across the river where there seems to be very little awareness of the suffering of others I find myself talking to people who have no idea what stand-your-ground laws are, or the new Jim Crow of mass incarceration. They seem to know little about the increasing devastation caused by climate change, including the hundreds of thousands of deaths in developing countries from drought, flooding or disease related to global warming. Or that there are 260 million migrants in our world today, escaping (coughs) war and extreme poverty. I could go on and on, and I know that I'm preaching to the converted here. But the fact is, this really scares me, particularly when we contemplate the power of corporations in our world today. However, it's all too easy for me to judge others when I'm so often horrified by my own complacency. If we're to remain turned towards the needs of others, then we all need spiritual practices to help us. We need to be in communities like this one, where talks and prayers orientate us to what matters, and to be people who constantly bear witness to injustice. 
We need to be vulnerable ourselves, to be mindful of the world around us and our impact on it. We need to be willing to be more uncomfortable and to learn the skills of deep listening. We need to ask those simple questions, where does it hurt and how can I help more often? And this is what radical empathy means. So my text this morning was the beginning of the well-known story of the Good Samaritan. And as Luke went on to write, a Samaritan as he travelled came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds. God calls on all of us to bandage the wounds of the world and to start by loving our neighbour. But we can't do that if we don't know our neighbour's story or if we fail to really see them. That day in Easter House was a gift of God's grace to me and it transformed my life. So let us all be willing to have that fire lit inside us and to choose practices that can help us keep that fire alive. Let us show the wider harbour community on both sides of the river what it means to love our neighbour and to turn our faces towards injustice and suffering. Let us pray. Lord, give us eyes to see the pain around us, ears to hear the cries of the suffering, and the voice to share their story with others in our community. Let us find hope and joy in love for our neighbour and in building a world based on your values of justice, love and mercy. Amen. And let us continue in prayer with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please stand as you are able and let us sing the hymn, New Every Morning is the Love, hymn number 47, found in your Crimson Harvard hymn, hymn number 47.
sorry to say that we will not be having them cafe today, our coffee hour, but we will be resuming two Wednesdays from now after spring break. Um, but as we go into this day, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may the Lord grant you peace. And the gathered people said, Amen. Amen.